torn through a town of people because you get referred from one person and you help them out. And they say, you know what, Jonathan, you did such a good job for me that I want to, I actually want to recommend that you help out my friend. And then that person goes, Jonathan, you did such a good job that I actually want to refer you to my cousin. And then the the cousin says, Jonathan, you did such a good job. I want to refer you to my brother. And next thing you know, one person that's been referred to you and you do right by them and you do the right thing. And now you've been referred to 10 other people from where you started with the one. But people don't think like that because people. One of the most important facets of any business is customer service. In business, you are not only selling a product or a service, but an experience. Providing exceptional customer service and developing real relationships with your clients means increased sales, retain customers, new customers via word of mouth, and a positive reputation. You're listening to the Focus on Customer Experience Podcast. Podcast. Benjamin Del Grosso gives you the ins and outs of one of the most underlooked aspects in business today. Improve your customer service and watch your business skyrocket. Two, one. Now, here's your host, Benjamin Del Grosso. Hello and welcome to the show. Today we have Jonathan Young, the insurance guy here. He's from San Antonio, Texas. So, Jonathan, tell us a little bit. How how did you get into this? And tell us a little bit about yourself. How did I get into health insurance? Yeah, how'd you get into health insurance? Um, So, back in the day, I guess it was around 2015, I actually got, I was in the car business. I was selling cars from 2015 to 2018. Um, and around the end of 2018, or I guess mid-year 2018, my wife and I were expecting our second kiddo. And I had a buddy of mine that I ended up connecting with. He wasn't a buddy of mine at the time, but I sent a post out on Facebook that I personally was looking for health insurance, uh, because at the dealership, they wanted me to pay about $1,250 a month for myself, my wife, and one kid. (laughs) time um and you know we were really young i'm only 27 years old now um and so i was probably i have no idea how old it was this time i guess 20 21 something like that in that area and you know they wanted us to pay a boatload of money so i was like i gotta find a different option sent out a post on facebook had a whole bunch of people get tagged and uh, i ended up connecting with the um very good friend of mine now, Randall, and he asked me to come work for him, you know, right then and there. He'd been seeing me, you know, hustle on on the car business and posting on social media and taking care of people in that way and asked me to come, you know, work with him. Um, I told him no. Told him I was going to do the best year that I ever had um, during that year. And but he could come you know, help me with the health insurance policy. So a couple months later, after my wife and I had our second kiddo, uh, he came out to the house. I was picking apart his sales process, you know, and just kind of like seeing where he was, you know, asking me questions where I would agree with him and uh, things of that nature. And, you know, just, just doing good at his process, you know, but I was kind of picking it apart and he was just saying like, man, I told you, you would be really good at this. Like, let's, let's talk about it more. And so he talked me into talking about it more. Um, you know, it made sense. My wife and I, we started 
talking about it, praying about it. Um, you know, I'm a, I'm a believer in, in Jesus Christ. And I think that, that you need to, if you're going to make a big decision like that, it's gotta be something that's, that, you know, makes sense. You gotta have your wife in on it. You gotta, you know, you gotta send the prayers up and make sure that it makes sense to, to everybody. It's part of the plan. You know, I think that, that God lined that up for me. Um, and I executed on it, you know, showed me the opportunity to execute it on it. And then, uh, four years later, uh, here I am, um, moved up, gotten several promotions within the company, uh, produced, um, this week I should surpass $3 million of, you know, issued business, uh, with, you know, of, of health insurance premiums. Um, and I've just been overall blessed to be a part of the process. Nice. So you're, you're helping families, what, save money on the traditional healthcare process, right? That's the whole, with the privatized healthcare. Yeah. So, so in the United States, you know, we have, we have, um, options for, for health insurance, you know, and, and small business owners and people that are self-employed, they really get taken advantage of, um, by that, by that health insurance process, you know, and if you kind of go over here with everybody else, well, um, you may make a little bit more money. And so you're, you're getting, you know, penalized for, for doing that. Um, and so what I do is I take them, you know, out of that, I'm able to put them on something that, that rewards them for being healthy and does not penalize them for making good money and doing well for themselves. And I'm able to get them a, a better plan on a better network, better access to care. So nice. That's great. So, yeah. yeah, no, that's awesome. So you've been doing this for what, like about four years now. Yeah. So we're in August. So October the 15th to be four years on the dot. Wow. Oh, uh, flukishly October 15th was the day our, our late dog was born. Uh, he was born on October 15th. <laughs> I'm like, it was a great day. Well, it was about, yes, 16 years ago. He passed away about two years ago, but, gotcha. but I mean, yeah, I mean, it's one of those days that's in the back of my mind, October 15th. So yeah. that's, that's awesome. So you got any, you know, what's been, you know, what was your most memorable experience as a customer? Um, so as a customer, uh, I would say there's a, a indoor water park over here. Um, I'm in San Antonio and there's an indoor water park up in Round Rock, which is right outside of Austin, Texas. It's actually basically a suburb of Austin, Texas now. And it is a giant indoor water park called Kalahari. And the first play, the first time my wife and I went to this place, um, you know, we didn't really know what to expect. We knew it was expensive. We knew there was some hype around it. Um, we didn't really know what to expect. And so we just got told like, Hey, get there right when they open. I'm like, okay, well, our, our room's not going to be ready until three. And our friends were like, I don't care get there right when they open at 10 a.m. Like, you know, okay. So pull up, you know, guys coming out automatically like, hey, what's your name? Getting us checked in, stuff like that. Here, let us take your bags from you. We'll store your bags while you wait for your, your room to get ready. Um, they'll be locked away. The guy, I was like, man, can I, can I trust this system? The guy was like, if I had a Rolex watch, I would set it in there and, and not worry about it. You know what I mean? And <laughs> like, it was legit. It was like under like super secure type deal. We put all our stuff in there. They've got changing rooms that they'll take you to. 
And then you get to go enjoy your, your water park experience for the entire day while you're waiting on your room to be ready. And as soon as your room is ready, you can go and take your stuff to your room or you can leave it in the bag storage. You can, uh, you know, do whatever you want. Right. And, um, you know, that was just something that like initially that was cool, like being greeted as soon as you pull up being shown like, Hey, this is where you can put your bags. If you'd like, they're going to be locked under, you know, lock and key stored away. Nobody gets in here without a pass. And, you know, here you can go enjoy what you came here to do. Uh, as soon as you get here, you don't have to worry about, you know, waiting around, sitting around for your room to be ready, anything like that. And then once your room's ready, go into your room. Uh, it's like an African themed resort. And so they've got the little towel origamis built up like, uh, you know, elephants and giraffes and all sorts of crazy stuff that like make your kids go wild. And they just think it's really cool. And, uh, you know, people are opening doors for you. And, and I just think that, that that's a lot of little details, you know, that, that get missed nowadays. Um, and I just think that, that there's really cool experience. They've got a great arcade. Their arcade looks like a damn casino. Um, nice. It's amazing. They got roller coasters inside, uh, indoor water park, 80 degrees, 75 degrees, something like that. Just hanging out and having a great time. Yeah. You know, the biggest thing with anything in customer service and customer experience that I find is people need to be consistent. You know yep. what I mean? So if you go there and, and it's clean and it's great and everybody's opening doors for you, it was amazing experience. You tell everybody, right. And if you go back like two years later and they open the doors and it's clean and everything's, you know, the same way it was, then it's consistency. And that's, what's going to make you keep coming back. Right. So I always just say a big thing is about consistency. You have to be consistent. And in order for the, to have a consistent customer experience, they have to consistently, you know, uh, perform on every level all the time. Right. And I mean, I've been to some of these uh, high end hotels, like you're talking about opening the door where it's like they open the door and they open the door and then they're chatting and not paying attention, and then I open the door, and I'm going, oh, okay, okay. Guess, the, guess the guy's not paying attention. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, like, you gotta, like, all these, but it's those little things that it, it, it doesn't even seem like it's a big thing, but it, it, it all adds up to this, like, great experience, right? Right, right, absolutely, and luckily, we've been back, you know, three times since then, and it's been a, it's been a very consistent experience. Which is uh, awesome. That's what, that's what makes you keep going back, right? It makes you want to pay the $700 a night. You know what I mean? Like it's, yeah. it's expensive, but it's worth it. Yeah. But I mean, the fact that, you know, some places might tell you, you know, oh, sorry, you can't go into the park or can't do this until blah, 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 until you're checked in or something like that. Right. But they're right. like, yeah, you're drop your shit off. Let's go. Right. Exactly. Which is, which is awesome. They just make you feel comfortable. And that's kind of like a thing that like a lot of the hotels will do in Vegas, like leave your bags here, go ahead, join, spend your money. Yeah. <laughs> right. So yeah, yeah, no, that's, that's awesome, man. It's awesome. It's a great place. I, if you ever come down to Texas, I highly recommend it. I've only been to Texas once and I was at the, what was it? The Gaylord Texan. Oh, in, uh, in yeah, Dallas. Yeah. Yeah, I went down there. There was like a went down there for an event. Actually, I was down there twice. I think for the same event at the Gaylord. But uh, yeah, I think it was 
one was at the Gaylord Texan and one was at another one. Anyways, I've never me- stayed at the Gaylord Texan, but I have stayed at the Gaylord National in the on the National Harbor in um, Washington D.C. And that was yeah. I was a lot younger, but that was a pretty great experience. Big fountain on the inside and stuff like oh, that. Nice. Yeah. No, I've been both times. Both times it was events, so I never never really got to experience the city. And I seem to remember last time I was in Texas, we were driving away and what i love doing is i love talking to the cab drivers or the uber drivers or whoever right i like i love it when they're they're chatty and you can ask them questions and we're driving and he's like and this is where the jfk thing happened and this is where this happened and like they're giving us all these landmarks of stuff like right here and right there and it's like oh man that's cool i love it when they're like educated on history because first off i'm not you know part of that you know what I mean? Like, I don't, I don't live there, so I don't know about these things. I, I couldn't tell you where that event happened, but now it's like in my mind that that was cool. That happened such and such, whatever. Right. So, but yeah. Um, no more Texas history than there is in San Antonio, Texas. So if you get an itch, come down here and come see the Alamo. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I'm sure. Uh, I mean, we got to do some more traveling, but being an entrepreneur right now and growing my business it's it, it's it's hard to leave <laughs> oh for sure <laughs> but but uh, yeah i love to travel man um so when you look around the world today what has stood out to you as the biggest change in how we interact as customers oh um i mean i would just say that like it's it's rare to run across someone who is you know truly I feel like proud of what they do, whether it's something as, as something as small as being, uh, like a, somebody that's running to drive through or whether it's like an executive with a company, like it's, it's hard to run across somebody that is just proud of what they do and is really dedicated to helping you in that moment. You know, I think everybody is so focused on like the big picture of what's going around that they don't, that they forget the details like you and I were talking about before. And so I think that that's probably the the biggest. And so whenever you, you run across somebody like that, it really grabs your attention, you know? Yeah. You know, it's funny. So I was, I, so I go to McDonald's and just grab coffees cause they're like $2 and, and I'm mobile. So I I'm driving around everywhere all the time. And, and, you know, I lo- I'm a Starbucks guy, but you know, spending $5 on multiple coffees throughout a day doesn't make sense. So I usually just grab a McDonald's coffee, but I was at McDonald's. I want to say about two weeks ago and I watched this girl behind the counter and she's literally taking the bag out. She's packing it all. And then she'll bring it to you. Hey, number bubble, whatever, you know, here you go. Here's your order. Have yourself a great day. Like it was just that whole, like she was trying to, and I was the whole time I'm watching her interact. Cause there's like four or five orders ahead of mine, even though I had, you know, a coffee. Right. And the way she's interacting and talking to people, I was like, she's not going to be here long. She's going to be in a successful position. Maybe she's in college right now. And that's where she's working. Cause that's what works for her hours or works for the weekends, nights, whatever it is. Right. Either way, the way she was talking to people, the way she was actually communicating with people, because a lot of times, you know, you know, we got kids. So a lot of times we bring them to McDonald's, things like that, because it's just a lot easier to go there. Right. And anyways, we'll uh, we go in and, you know, I've been noticing, you know, 
I'll I'll ask them little questions like uh you have this and they very much don't want to communicate with you anymore. It's like everything is being pushed. So up here in Greater Vancouver, Canada, majority of the McDonald's have gone to locked bathrooms. So you have to like get them to buzz you into a bathroom. So yeah. going up and saying, Hey, can you let me into the bathroom? They won't even say, Okay, yes, no problem. We'll let you in. Right. They literally just like I've had like them just point, like, like, you know, go to the go to the bathroom door. Like they don't yeah. even they can't even speak to me saying, you know, sir, yeah, go ahead, go to the bathroom door. We'll let yeah. you in. And it's like, like do you that's need terrible, to text yeah. Do you need to text me that? Right. <laughs> Especially because like that's a place that you're spending your money, you know what I mean? And you know, it's it sucks because this is sort of what we've come to expect from just like hourly, hourly paid workers, you know? It's and it's an expectation now. And that's really it is, it's sad. And so again, whenever you run across somebody that really does go above and beyond, um, you know, it really makes a difference. Yeah. You know, um, I had, so there's this local coffee shop we go to, we buy all our coffee beans from there. And this girl, uh, we always buy coffee beans, but every three to four weeks and we freshly grind them at home and everything. But this girl was great. She was amazing. And and I pulled her aside and I said, you know, you did such a great job. I'd love to have you on my show. She's like, well, what's your show? I'm like, focus on customer experience. I said, the way you're treating me, the way you're talking to me, they like, you know, it's like someone's been teaching you for years, which her parents probably have, you know, beat it into her or whatever, right? That this is important. It's probably some family values or something there. And she's like, oh, like, what is, like, what's that all about? And we got into a whole discussion about it. And she was just like blown away. Like, wow, I can't believe how great I had to, I emailed the owner saying, you know, amazing service from her. She did a great job. She's very chatty, you know, but the thing is, is I can go back there and get somebody else who didn't meet all those little things. Right. And now that girl's not working there anymore, which sucks. But at the same time, you know, that is somebody that is naturally gifted with the, with the gift of gab, with knowing how to talk to customers and feed off of those emotions back and forth, right? And that's what creates a great customer experience, in my absolutely. opinion. <laughs> oh, absolutely. And, and also, like, whenever you're looking at, like, from the company standpoint, too, when if they see that consistently in somebody, like, that's somebody that you want to move up as quick as possible that's now going to teach your, your lower-level employees uh, how to transfer that customer experience, right? Oh yeah. It's, it's all yeah, about, you do whatever you can to keep those kind of people, you know, and I don't know the situation, of course. Why oh, should no. I... Yeah. yeah, no, you know what? Uh, she was only working like two days a week kind of thing. Right. It was just fluke oh, really? that I caught her on the day she was kind of working. Right. Cause we only go there yeah. like once every few weeks kind of thing. Right. For sure. But, but yeah. Um, so what is one thing you do or have done to provide a positive experience? Um, so a couple things that I do really is kind of like what I was saying to you is I really listen to my people and I'm not a product pusher. I'm not a guy that, that believes in a one size fits all type method. Uh, I think that everybody's situation is different, you know, for whatever needs to be done. You know what I mean? Like there's some people that are more focused on catastrophic stuff. 
there's more people, which, you know, really is what insurance is for. Right. But, um, there's, there's some people that, that they're like, Hey, I don't need the doctor's visits and stuff like that. There's some people like, Hey, load me up with the doctor's visits because I'm going to go a lot. Right. And it's really taking the time and listening to somebody and tailor fitting a plan to them. You know, I think there's a lot of value in that, but also something that, that I, I personally pride myself on is a lot of insurance agents nowadays, and really just a lot of people in general, they don't, they focus on making the sale. And then after that, they're done. Right. Oh, um, so one and for, done. Yeah, exactly. And so for myself, like I pride myself in telling every single customer that I have that if you have <clears throat> an issue or if you have something going on, if you have an accident, um, if you have anything going on that's significant pertaining to your health plan, like call me up on the phone and I want to give you a person to person customer service. That way you're not having to call up 1-800-ELEVATOR music and sit there on hold for 20 minutes, 30 minutes, an hour. Whenever you could have just called me, I can call into the company, connect you with them and just bypass all that stuff, you know, for you to make the experience better. Yeah, no, that's, yeah, that's gold, man. Because, you know, I, I get often get asked by my customers, like, uh, so here, here's an example, about two weeks ago, this customer calls me, Hey, you know, blah, blah, blah. My dash camera doesn't work anymore. And he's chatting with me and telling me all the problems. And then he's, he starts talking about a specific product that's in his vehicle. And I'm like, I've only ever installed one of those, but I didn't say that to him while he was on the phone. So I said, what type of vehicle do you have? He goes, oh, I got a brand new Ford Bronco. I said, okay, cool. Da, 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 da. I said, it sounds like you have this and this and this, you know, wrong kind of thing, right? It's it's probably something very simple. Um, I'm not sure who installed it for you, but you're probably going to have to go back to them. And the guy's like, oh, well, you're not blah, 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 blah. I'm like, no, I'm not that company. He goes, well, why did you help me? And I said, well, you know, I just, you know, I'm here to serve and help everybody out, right? So, and he's like, oh, wow, that was really great. Yeah, I'll give them a call and, and and let them know what you kind of told me and hopefully they can fix it for you. I get off the phone and the customer I'm with, he's like, so why would you help that person if they didn't buy anything from you? I said, well, because you never know what's going to happen. He could call the place where he got it from and they could give him no customer service. Now, I imagine they will because they are a reputable company. So I imagine they're going to take care of them. But if they, even if they do, Hopefully the guy was so amazed that I was willing to help him out, but maybe he tells one or two of his friends and that turns into a positive thing. Like, Hey, you know what? This guy on the phone that runs safe drive solutions helped me out. Even though I didn't, he didn't sell me anything. He talked on the phone for 10 minutes, troubleshot the whole thing with me, told me what was wrong. And that's it. Like that was amazing. So, and that's because, and like what I tell my customers is because I'm thinking long-term. I'm not thinking short-term. It's not about the transaction. It's all about taking care of the customer. And if you end up winning, cool. If you don't, you don't sell them anything. Hey, whatever. At the end of the day, that's who you are. And that's my reputation. And I just want to make sure that I'm helping everybody. Exactly. Uh, and, and the same thing, you know what I mean? Somebody comes to me, like, I can't help everybody. Not everybody is my ideal client. You know what I mean? However, I do have the obligation at least I think I have the obligation that in the event that someone comes to me or gets referred to me to help them with their health coverage, regardless of their situation or whether I'm even licensed in the state to do business or whatever it is, 
I still have a boatload of expertise in the area that they're asking help of from me. And so I owe that person to guide them in the right direction. Again, I'm not, I might not make any money off that. I might not get paid on that, that day, but I do believe that like, if you do good things, like you're going to get rewarded for it. You know, I do believe that, but even if I don't still, still honorable to be a stand up person, you know what I mean? And just help people regardless of what the outcome is, um, you know, you know, you know, that's, that's funny. That's actually uh, very interesting what you're saying. So I had this guy, he's got this business and he called me up and he goes, when I sell a dash cam install, I usually charge, let's call it $300. Mm-hmm. And he goes, what do you charge? And I tell him on average, and he's like, okay, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to charge them $300 and then I'll sublet it to you. And I said, like, I'm sorry, like it doesn't, work like that when i when i pull up you're gonna see all my safe drive solutions gear you're gonna see that they're gonna know it's not you and then they're gonna find out my rate because they're probably gonna ask me and then it's not gonna look good on you Mm -hmm. i said so why don't we just do value exchange you mainly focus on detailing so why don't i give you referrals for detailing and you give me referrals for dash cameras Then it's a value exchange. No, he was all about the money. He needed to make money, right? Right. It was all about the transaction. And I said, listen, it'll never work. This isn't how I work my business. I don't want to be subletting work for other people. I, you know, it's all about my brand. So as soon as he started kind of, he was like, oh, okay. So this won't work. It's like, yeah, like I'm not trying to be, but, but that's the thing. Like, so many people focus on the transaction. And the thing is too, I actually focusly, the reason why this came up in my head is because a customer of mine yesterday asked me, do you know a mobile detailing company that you trust? And I was like, actually I don't. And then right now it clicked in my head. I know this guy, but then I was like, I don't know if I want to refer him. Trust. Right. Like, do I trust him? Right. So that's why, like, I don't think I'm going to refer him because that's my customer. And I don't right. know if I want to refer him, right? So right. you don't know what kind of experience they're going to have whenever they go. Yeah. However, if we yeah. would have worked out value exchange, you know, six months ago when we were having this conversation, hey, he probably would have got, this customer actually has four vehicles. This, he probably would have got the four vehicles to get detailed just as a result of just looking long-term, right? And the chain reaction of like, you know, I have torn through a town of people because you get referred from one person and you help them out and they say, you know what, Jonathan, you did such a good job for me that I want to, I actually want to recommend that you help out my friend. And then that person goes, Jonathan, you did such a good job that I actually want to refer you to my cousin. And then the the cousin says, Jonathan, you did such a good job. I want to refer you to my brother. And next thing you know, one person that's been referred to you and you do right by them and you do the right thing. And now you've been referred to 10 other people from where you started with the one. But people yeah. don't think like that because people normally, they're not really focused on the customer experience. They're focused on the transaction experience. They want to focus on how much money's going into their pocket. And yeah. that's not enough because if you're not doing the right things and you're not being a good person with good integrity in business, the money will go away. Yeah. But if you're 
focus on doing the right thing. You focus on doing right by your customers, <clears throat> regardless of whether it gets you paid or not. Well, then I think you'll be okay. At least it's worked for me so far. And I'm you still fuck though in business, right? You know, there's this this little story within Arate Group there, uh, Mike Claudio. I don't know if you know who he is, but seen a lot of his stuff. Yeah, yeah. So he made a post a while back that really, that, you know, that win rate consulting. Is that what that is? Yeah, yeah. So he made a post about. He also does shoes, right? And he oh, was yeah. he was like in a airport or something like that, and. I think he he gave like a hundred dollar tip or something to a, to a server because he was just being really nice and just felt like you know give back make somebody's day right so he gave someone like a big tip at a restaurant in an airport and I think somebody asked him like why did you do that and then he just explained you know I was just just being a good human kind of thing right and the yeah. person who asked him ended up being someone who owns like some big kids charity for shoes. And he's very big on giving out shoes to a lot of these kids organizations. So then because of that, they start talking all because of this lady witnessing him giving this big tip. And now they're talking and it's going to blow up his shoe brand. Yes. Why? Because he's not looking at the transaction. He's looking at the big picture, right? The long term, right? He he didn't think, hey, I'm going to give a hundred. He was just giving a hundred dollar tip or I think it was a hundred dollar tip. He was just giving out this big tip because he just wanted to be a good human he wasn't thinking he was going to get anything out of it, but because someone witnessed him do that, all of a sudden it turns into this other conversation of like, you're a nice person. Why would you do that? Da, da, da. And yeah. now it's going to turn into something big for his, his company that he, he wasn't planning on it, but that's the difference between long-term thinking, short-term thinking, transactional, right. You know, and yeah. Anyway. But it just shows you like you, you, it doesn't always happen like that. You know oh. what I mean? Where you do it and it's like, boom, instant, right? Because if you're looking for the instant gratification, you know how that goes, right? But dopamine, dopamine. Right. But also, not only that, but like, like, like. the reason that probably <laughs> happened to him is not because of that right there. Like, yes, it happened as a result of what he did right there, but it's probably just catching up because of seeds that he planted way behind him on doing the right thing and being the person that he is. You know, yeah. yeah, it's it's big. I need to meet this Mike Claudio. <laughs> you know oh, what? Yeah. Hopefully, he'll be in Nashville. You know, because I haven't, I actually have not met him in person yet. And there's a few other people that I've known for a few years from different networking groups and stuff that I've been in, and and they're also in Arate that are supposed to be there. And I'll actually get to meet them in the flesh finally. So yep. it'll, it'll be it'll be cool, right? I'll be there. I'll get to shake your hand as well. Yeah, it'll be awesome. I'm shorter so, than. I'm I'm five eleven. I like to tell people I'm six feet, and then my wife makes fun of me. But you know, <laughs> I mean, I'm like five ten. So yeah, we're well, we're we're pretty close. <laughs> yeah, we'll be short together. So, is there a book you've read that has influenced your life? Um, so a couple of them. Um, a couple of them. You know, I like How to Win Friends and Influence People. That's kind of like the bedrock of I think everybody's self development. Uh, Dale Carnegie, right? Yeah. You know, how to win friends and influence people. If you want someone to become interested in you, you first have to become interested in them, right? And then all the other concepts that kind of go with that. Um, But another good book, really, really good book that I recommend to everybody just because it's such an easy read. It's like reading a children's book for adults. You literally cannot miss it. The, The message, 
and it's super powerful, but it's the energy bus by John Gordon. Hmm. The energy and, bus. Uh, yep. The energy bus. I've heard of, uh, John Gordon for some reason. I don't know. Maybe he's got a whole bunch of other, uh, books. Looks like a kid's book. It looks like a kid's book. He has a kid's book and it's the same, same thing. He has oh, a- okay. I see. I see. Yeah. There's an adult book and a kid's book. Nice. Yep. But even the adult book is like reading a kid's book. You know, I, I graduated top 30 in my high school class only because that's there was, why, you know, and so I, I have to read kids books. No, I'm just kidding. Forward is by Ken Blanchard. So the entry level, obviously, the, sorry, the beginning of the book is by Ken Blanchard and Ken Blanchard wrote like one minute manager, one minute manager, meets the monkey. Yes. all those books, which I've read lots of, they actually helped me a lot early on in life as a manager. And, um, anyways, yeah, I, I, I like Ken Blanchard. He has some good stuff. So I imagine if he's really part of this, this is probably a really good book. Ten rules to feel your life, work, and team with positive energy. That's yeah. it. Yeah. And I know Chris Warns in, in, in Arate loves the Dale Carnegie book that you talked about. His book, literally, he just did top six books or whatever on his uh, podcast and on his YouTube channel. And literally yeah. his Dale Carnegie book, is is he reads it every year multiple times and it's falling apart like it's falling apart he's read it so often right who was that um there was a guy that used to do that with the with think and grow rich by napoleon hill and um bob proctor bob proctor literally would just he based his entire life around the book of think and grow rich yeah and you know yeah i would say I've based most of my life. Plug now, now discover your strengths. Okay. (laughs) The reason why is because they actually have like a Gallup organization poll and you take it, you take this whole survey and it explains kind of how you are in terms of your strengths. So there's a, what is it like 25 or 32 strengths? I think it's 32 strengths in this book. And you take this test the new book's called like Strength Finder 2.0 or something like that. I don't think you can get the original one anymore. But but I take it and it tells you your top five. And my number one is individualization, which if by saying it, people think, oh, you're an individual. No, what it means is I'm able to understand that everybody thinks differently. Everybody mm-hmm. needs different motivation to push them. And ever since I like got my top five, it's like I embraced them and I changed as a, as a leader, like overnight, it was just like, I, and I lived off of that. Right. And everything I did was to just push and focus on those top five. Like, these are my top five. It's almost like your core values. It was like, these are my top five of who I am. Right. I like that. And you, I embraced it. And then, you know, that's it. It's a great book. Cause it talks all about how, um, not to ruin the book, if you're ever going to read it, but basically it talks all about how most people go and work jobs that they hate. Yeah. And it was it like 20% of the workforce is actually in jobs where they're fully utilized to what they do great every day. The other 80% are just kind of in jobs because it pays the bills. Right. So the whole point is to build a strengths-based organization based on people, what they're strong at. And yeah. I mean, it'd be like hiring a graphic designer and then telling him you're doing all our social media. Well, I don't want to do the social media. I, I just want to design graphics. You what? 
or you're installing the carpet or something like that, you know? Yeah. You're installing the carpet. Right. Well, but I don't want to install carpet. I don't want to paint the walls. Right. You know, well, everybody paints the walls. No, no, no. Like, like I was hired to be a graphic designer. This is what I'm good at. This is what I love doing. So yeah, no, it's, it's very interesting, the book, and it, it talks all about that. And yeah, anyways, it's, it's awesome. And then they have another book called, uh, first break all the rules which is awesome so there's there's lots of really cool books that one sounds fun to me first break all the rules yeah (laughs) well it's trying to like redesign the system and redesign how you do things because you know like like andy always talks about we we're we're so used to like how to do things a certain way because you know did the media tell us this way did schooling tell us this way our parents told us this way because that's the way they know Right. So imagine just breaking all those rules and now all of a sudden you're successful because you've basically you're changing the game. Right. So anyways, I haven't read it for a while. So maybe I didn't explain it (laughs) correctly, but. Well, we got a little bit uh, frozen there for some reason, but we're all good now. So um, is there one thing, if there's one thing you could change in the entire world today, what would it be and why? I would make child trafficking non-existent because anybody that exploits children is a piece of shit and deserves to burn in hell. Yeah, that's, you know what? I had someone else on my show uh, tell me the same thing. They really were not a fan of that. I, I don't blame it. It shouldn't, it shouldn't happen in this day and age, but it does. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And recently I heard someone was talking about this whole thing about how they were holding kids at the border during Trump's presidency and how they were making it out as though like they were separating the kids from the family. But what they said is what the media wasn't explaining to everybody is what they were doing is because they're coming across with like no identification. A lot of these people, Mm -hmm they are separating them to verify that that kid is that's their parents. Right. Yeah. So there isn't any child trafficking or, or things like that happening that they're doing that to limit those kinds of things, but that's not what the media was reporting. The media was reporting that they're locking up the parents separate from the kids right. instead of reporting that they're doing this to try and make it. So that stuff isn't happening. Right. I had, I had not heard that. So I'm actually glad that you, glad you brought that up somebody brought that it was it was on some podcast i don't it was either joe rogan or andy might have won one of andy's guests or because i don't really read the mainstream media so i don't know where it was or maybe it was cruise the internet i don't know (laughs) (laughs) but uh yeah you have any final words or words of wisdom or anything you want to no man i just appreciate you having me on here uh it's definitely an honor to to be a part of this and yeah, I mean, if if there was anybody that is is looking to get better at focusing on customer experience, I can just tell by this uh, experience that you and I have had that that your your podcast definitely is going to add value to everybody's life. And go back and watch all the old episodes and and learn about just how to how to be and how to give a better customer experience overall. Care yeah. about your uh, care about your people, not the transaction. That's right. It's all about long-term thinking and, you know, give, give, give reciprocity and sooner or later, right? That's it. It's all going to turn out positive for you. But yeah, no, it's awesome. Thanks for coming on the show. Thanks Thank for you. chatting, spending some time with us. We we also had a really good off-camera conversation. <laughs> yes, we did. <laughs> 
You got to see my guns. Yeah, you got to see some guns. Cool. Yes, sir. But uh, yeah, well, thanks a lot. And uh, I'm sure I'm going to see you in Nashville. Yes, sir, you will. Thanks for listening to the Focus on Customer Experience podcast. Podcast. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts so you never miss an episode. For more information or to connect with Ben, check out Benjamin Del Grosso on LinkedIn at SafeDriveSolutions on Instagram or www.safedrivesolutions.ca online. We'll see you next time.